good day. You are listening to a podcast, but this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. Or this. What the? This is the podcast. Starring the tense. Starring the tense. The uh, starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. Ha-ha! The podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. Winging it. There we go. You know what? We'll just start right now. Welcome to another episode of uh, the podcast. Greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. Oh, uh, this is another episode of the home episode. Uh, no Cobb tonight, so just Matt and I and uh, Matt Connor, the producer MCTP. What's up, Matt? Hey, Ted. Great to see you. Yeah. So we're just kind of winging it tonight. Obviously, we're recording this on Tuesday, where uh, Russell Wilson has now been traded from the Seahawks. He accepted it. Uh, Bobby Wagner's been released. And then we were just commenting, like, the Kraken still suck. Sounders are winning this CONCACAF Champions League game, which is good. But I, before we get into the football stuff, it's just like, this is the one year where I was like, man, the Mariners might have a chance. Baseball's not going to play. Like, I just, I feel like right now, like I got this Seahawks flag behind me. I feel like now, Matt, I'm earning being a Seattle sports fan. Oh man, you were in the thick of it, man. Yeah, because the Sounders aren't fair. They get into the league in 09, always make the playoffs, have a couple titles, have a couple championship game losses. It's like, yeah, that's, that's not normal Seattle sports. Right. <laughs> They're the exception. <laughs> right. Well, and they came in and they anointed that field for a great decade of Seahawks football, too. If you think about it, that really aligned. Like the Seahawks came, got real good right around that time. Yeah, for and sure. <laughs> it was a fun bunch of seasons. You know, they, I think it was probably still Quest at the very beginning of all that. And then CenturyLink and now about one season at Lumen. <laughs> Correct. Oh, boy. <laughs> so first things first, right? Like football is a business and I get it, but it's just, it's tough to see Russell Wilson leave. It's like, I mean, he is the Seattle Seahawks. And I, I don't know about you, even after a loss, when he'd say, go Hawks, you're like, all right, I feel a little bit better. <laughs> you know what I mean? Then it's yeah. just like, all right, Russell's gone. So that starts the day. Right. And I mean, I was shocked. Like last year, I thought he might get traded. This year, I was like, no, nah, it's fine. Yeah. So you trade him, you get picks and some players. And there's a couple of good players we got from Denver. But man, I feel like we just got the picks back that we traded for uh, Jamal Adams. Correct. And then we find out later in the day, they release Bobby Wagner. So I'm like, it's a rebuild, but it's, I don't know. It's just, it's strange. It's a big rebuild. It is. It is. All of a sudden, it's a very big rebuild, Ted. (laughs) Well, it's a big rebuild with Pete Carroll still in charge, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And yeah, I mean, that was the thing. When they re-signed him and or didn't fire him at the end of this year and kept him and Schneider on board, it was like, all right, they're getting the band back together. Like, Pete's too old to go through a rebuild and then it's like well guess not we're gonna we're gonna watch him uh you know hit him and john schneider try and do it again <laughs> it's, it's crazy I, so 
I mean, just going from that to start with, and look, if you listen to the podcast, like we obviously talk sports, like tonight's just going to be mostly sports, but like, I, I've been kind of ready for Pete to be gone. Like if I had a okay. choice, I would have kept Russell and got rid of Pete. That yeah, obviously okay. didn't, didn't happen, but also like Pete's got to be on a short leash now. Like, I, but also, yeah. you know, the problem is once Paul Allen dies and his sister runs the club, like, I think Pete basically makes almost all the decisions anyhow. I know Schneider's the GM, but like Pete's not going to fire himself. He gave himself an extension. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like you can hear it in my voice. I'm still just kind of in shock. Like the Russell was one thing, but once you got rid of Bobby, it's like, all right, so we are doing a rebuild, but we're keeping uh, a 70 year old coach. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know who you replace those guys with, you know, and um, it it'll be. In, I mean, it's interesting. Like, I've watched the team, but I've just never stopped to envision them without Russell Wilson or Bobby Wagner. And I'm like, who the hell else do we have? It's like, oh yeah, I almost forgot about Jordan Brooks. Like, he's on the come up, right? But like, it's crazy. They've become the faces of the franchise. And they're just both yeah. gone in like eight hours. Some unassuming Tuesday in March. And you just, everybody's neck turns like, what? <laughs> Chiropractor is going to be busy tomorrow. I will say this. I mean, I, I do think it's funny that today was supposed to be all about Aaron Rodgers. And then, I mean, it wasn't even like an hour of Aaron Rodgers being like, yeah, I'm coming back to Green Bay and Seahawks were like, oh, we traded Russell Wilson. Like, Nobody cares about you, Aaron Rodgers. Like, you got to, by the way, I've said it before in this podcast. I'll say it again. Shout out to cancel culture, getting it again. Maine only got 200 million today. Woo. <laughs> Wicked out there with that cancel culture. Yeah. PC police really nailed him. All right. Again, for 200 million, cancel me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do I got to oh. say? <laughs> The problem is I'm not in a position. If I get canceled, I'm just legit going to get fired. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm sure everybody, most people that listen live in the area. But for people that don't, let me, let me give you a timeline of what happens this morning, right? What's that like? 1045, 11 a.m. on the West Coast, it comes out that Russell Wilson's being traded. Like, I don't know if I've had more text messages and stuff in that short amount of time than I did this morning. I mean, oh, I don't know about you. My phone was just going nuts, and I was like, "Ah, oh, that that's reasonable." It was it was insane. Yeah, I was at work, um, and I don't usually check out the TVs uh, too much. You know, like they're on, and you know, you see it a little bit, but like the words Russell Wilson traded, and like that, it, it just it didn't say it wasn't a trade rumor. You know, like I've seen there's been enough of that. I could like tune out the rumors. I was like, no, that's for real. And I just like my eyes wandered for long enough that my client ended up actually pointing it out later. She's like, what's going on? <laughs> and I was like, you don't understand. I come from. So yeah, it was a minor like she just, But yeah, I pointed out. I was like, what? This is the craziest day in Seattle sports that I can remember in a long time. Uh Yeah. I mean, and, some people around the league are calling it the biggest trade in NFL history. <laughs> Wow. Really? I mean, yeah. it's, it shakes things up over to the AFC and Mahomes division. 
Like it's gonna, yeah, it's gonna have seismic, you know, implications across the league. Um, and yeah, the the AFC West is, you know, just as stacked as the NFC West. All of a sudden, it seems like. Yeah, I mean, right? Russell went to a division, right? That has Mahomes, Justin Herbert, and Derek Carr. Derek Carr is no slouch. I'm just like, dude, good luck getting out of your division. Much but, less, you still got to deal with Josh Allen. Uh, uh-huh. Well, uh, his name's blanking me. Uh, Lamar Jackson. Yeah. In Baltimore. Yeah. It's just like, man, the AFC is, is fucking stacked. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Right? Because then you have, uh, what's his name? Uh, in Cincinnati as well. Burrow. It's just like, yeah. why are all the quarterbacks in one conference now? Like in the NFC, oh, it's so. like, okay, so I guess I guess Aaron Rodgers, I guess you will win. You'll know, like, yeah. be the best quarterback in the NFC for sure. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers and Matt Stafford. <laughs> yeah, Stafford, the, you're right. And then yeah, all like, the young Dak, Dak Prescott? Dak Prescott, he's highly paid. You know, I haven't seen him be yeah. like great yet. That was harsh, Matt. What? Well, he's highly paid. Like you didn't have to say anything after that. Like that set it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you ask somebody about somebody, it's like, and they're fine. <laughs> like, all right, so you're not inviting them over again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was factual. <laughs> right. I mean, you're right. He has a big boy contract. But In my defense. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah the the nfc i mean yeah it, it seemed like it, it really shifted the power kind of a lot and you know we'll see what the seahawks make of it but they're in the toughest division in the nfc like um but it's crazy because like breeze and brady are gone and like rogers is also highly paid but he's still old right and now russell wilson's gone it's just yeah the, i felt like for a while the nfc had it going on and then now it's all back over in the afc with one yeah. trade. <laughs> and it's crazy too. It was like, I mean, look, everybody, you know, we get, to, there's certain things about Russell. We weren't fans, you know, sometimes like, all right, but like the dude was a very good quarterback. He was awesome in the community. I mean, he went to children's hospital every Tuesday, you know, without fail and stuff. Like he's, I mean, Christ, he's a, he's a small, you know, owner, part of the ownership group for the uh, Seattle Sounders FC. Yeah. It's like, like, and here's the thing that's tough being a fan. It's like, look, I'm bummed he's gone, but like, he's still Russell Wilson. He did so much for this organization. Like, I hope people still like, you know, love him when he comes back here. Like he's going to be in the ring of honor and this mm-hmm. and that, but man, yeah, that's the, the, the tough side of the business. Yeah. I mean, and he was, you know, it's an interesting thing. Like he was so corny and, I wanted to think it was fake at, at some point, right? And it's like, I've never met the guy behind closed doors. So what the hell do I know? But, you know, it, he pulled off, showing up every Tuesday to the children's hospital. Like, you can't fake that. No. You know what I mean? Like, there's no. a level of authenticity in the example that he set, you know, with his actions, with his work ethic, right? Like, nobody denied how hard he worked to become right. as good a quarterback as he is. People can debate how good of a quarterback he is and how much was, you know, the defense march on in his early days when he became this superstar and then, you know, whatever. But like, I've, I've heard all those debates. I'm, 
I'm I say I'm an observer of Seahawks Twitter, you know. Um, <laughs> so I've I've heard him, but like um, I think the example that he set uh, as far as like working hard and being nice to people and believing in yourself, believing in others, lifting others up, like all that stuff was real as shit to me for a lot of years now. And you know, I saw him win a Super Bowl like that, and you know, just continue to set a great example that to me it was fun to believe in right and like i think he backed it up well enough that like it's like yeah man he just had a real ass positive impact on me and you know a lot of these guys you know fall from grace and he's done a pretty good job of like you know i mean i saw him on ellen the other day like proposed to sierra to have another baby or something it's like just a weird ass dude like what the hell are you doing you goofball but i love being like that's my quarterback you know like to right. i was gonna say matt that's what we call an anchor baby so when they move to denver she doesn't leave <laughs> it's cold here russ right? i'm like i'll tell you one thing he put the rumors to rest that like she was making the decision like She's a massive pop star. You think she was like, yeah, honey, let's go to Denver. And I like Denver, but it's a smaller city than Seattle. Like, let's be real about it. Right. And yeah, Seattle might not have even been her first choice, I would imagine. (laughs) Right. She's like, well, whatever. Um, But yeah, I I was. (laughs) Yeah, he was. uh, He was a great role model while I was here. And like, I think that's the real stuff that like had a real effect. on. Like it's now that he's gone, you know, it's like man but oh when you really think about like the last 10 years like i remember i went on a lot of run like you know i i just go on runs and have workouts and stuff when like him and earl and richard all had those chips on their shoulders and they were just grinding i don't know why earl thomas always seemed to get a chip on his shoulder it's like dude you're one of the highest touted prospects in the draft man like everyone knows who you are but you know it was that it was a fun mentality of like taking what he was talking about and applying it to my real life. And I always liked it, but he always seemed cheesy and, you know, it was a lot of fun. (laughs) I'll miss him. Well, that's the thing too. I think sometimes he could seem cheesy, even if you're on the sideline, but also like he always talked the same way. So it's like, you know, that NFC championship game against the Packers, like, no, you believe when Russell Wilson says, "I, I, I haven't given up. Like I haven't stopped believing. You're like, I believe this dude now. Yeah. When you're up 21 points and he's still giving you the raw, raw stuff, you're like, all right, Ross, easy. Calm it down, dude. <laughs> right. But like, yeah, I mean, he made you believe. And also, like, he just, you know, I mean, they, that that period in Seahawks football is just the greatest period they've had. It's just, it's shocking. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it, it's amazing. And, you know, like everybody in Seattle that was, a fan during those years is going to have a lot of great memories for a lot of years to hold on to. And, you know, I, th- I think he'll, he'll be remembered fondly. The Broncos are coming to town this season. Did they you do see play that? In, yeah, I did. I already, <laughs> I saw that this morning. There's a lot of stuff going on. I'm like, man, I hope people cheer him when he gets announced. Now, yeah. obviously during the game, you don't want him to do that. Well, as you want the Seahawks to beat the Broncos, but I'm like, you know, like he did nothing wrong. You know, he talked, he wanted out, the team traded him. And Seahawks, I get where the Seahawks come from too. Like, all right, we'll trade you, but like, we're not trading you in the NFC. Like, you go over to the AFC. We're not going to have you do to us what you've been doing to everybody else. 
Yeah, that's a good point. It's an AFC team, um, but also like he may not have re-signed next year, and you wouldn't get anything for him, right? And like they got so, something. Right, so that's the other argument too. It's like he still had good trade. Like I would like to see three number one picks because I feel like we just got the picks we did for yeah. uh, Jamal Adams, but also like right, like you would have taken a cap hit, and then if he left after next year, you would have ended up with nothing for him. Right. Yeah, and I mean, I think next year his contract's going to be a lot after what Aaron Rodgers did this morning. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> and especially now. So what's interesting is like we'll never know the alternate reality where Russ stayed with the Seahawks on what could have been a sinking ship. You know, like who knows what the morale? It a reboot's probably good for them. Like the Seahawks. With Pete and Pete running the same, him and Bobby as the leaders back out again. Like, who knows how that plays out? But Russ is going to go to Denver and want to prove some haters wrong and have a hell of a year. And he's going to be 55 million a a year on his next contract and reset the market after Rodgers. And it's like, a Seahawks fans will sit here and be like, oh, we never should have done it. Or some of them, right? And like, oh man, what, what happened with what, what Russ going? It's like, man, in the reality, we're like, him and Pete were running back the same routine. And like, you know, Bobby's lost a step. And, you know, it's just like, that w- wouldn't play out. So I hope he has a great year. I hope a bunch of dumb Seahawks fans regret it, but I don't know if they could run it back with Pete, Bobby, and Russ as, you know, the three musketeers of the Seahawks in 2022. Yeah. And, I mean, right, that's the tough thing, right? Like, you hate to see those guys go. You did get stuff for them. But then also, it's like, I don't know, is there a chance Russ would have stayed if you'd gotten rid of Pete? Like, I don't, that's the thing. We don't right. know the inside of, like, what was going on there. And I still say, yeah. I think everything changed, like, after Paul Allen passes away, like, I mean, Pete is the organization. So yeah. what he says goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, yeah, last, I mean, last season, I feel like that stuff got really weird when, when Russ was cooking <laughs> and then it just oh, kind of yeah. stopped and this and that. Like, he, I, yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a lot. Like, I, I see both sides of everybody's art. Some people are like, screw the Seahawks. Like, this, that. I'll tell you one thing, we're going to find out. And I put myself in this crew, right? I didn't join. I didn't start cheering for the Seahawks. So they got good. So like, right. You can count me as a 12. You're going to find out who are quote unquote 12s and who are the real Seahawks fans. It's like, yeah, this year's going to be, going to be, going to be a little rough. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's going to be interesting. Uh, yeah. To just see from a, a citywide, you know, perspective like that. Um, I think it'll be fun to, it's fun to have, it's fun to root for your team when they're in a rebuild. It's interesting, right? Like there's, it's just a yeah. different sort of excitement. I mean, Ted, you've been a sports fan long enough, right? Like for some reason, they're just exciting, right? Whether yeah. your team's playing spoiler to someone's playoff hopes in the last game, or, you know, you're fighting for the playoff spot in the last game. Or, you know, and then obviously playoffs. But there's just always exciting storylines in sports, no matter who you're rooting for. And uh, I'll be very curious to see how this plays out. Like, I can't look away now. Like, I'm way too curious. You know? So how are you feeling about it as a new fan 
whether you say Seahawks fan or 12, I don't know. You came in in the middle. We'll find out after this year. But how are you feeling about the upcoming season, Mr. Smith? Well, part of it too, Matt, is I'm blaming myself once again. Like, this is what I did with Arsenal, right? Like, early 2000s, you have the Invincibles. I jump on, like, oh, this team's always top four. And I even said to my buddy when I started cheering for Arsenal, like, I hope they have some down years so I can prove I'm a fan. Right? And then, boom, <laughs> they, they have not been back. I mean, we're currently in fourth right now, which is amazing. So that's what I was telling Mike today, Mike Hawk. I was like, maybe I'm to blame. Like, right? Like, I started hanging up the Seahawks flag, and things haven't been that great since I did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's I'll tell you one thing. Because <laughs> of death. There, there's so many also funny things, too. Like, maybe Russell was just sick and tired of Aaron Donald. Maybe everybody in the locker room was ready to pregame and listen to some future again. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. There could have been a lot of things that work here. <laughs> I'll say that today. Like, well, I hope some somewhere in that locker room there's two dudes training together like, well, this sucks. Can we at least listen to some future again? <laughs> <laughs> when I can see, I mean, you got to think about it. Like that's a, for, it's a tough locker room dynamic to sell as the leader, you know, when you're living this, like Russ has become such a big celebrity kind of off the field from dating Sierra and all his Nickelodeon stuff and all his go Hawks and Twitter stuff. And like the PR machines running for him. He's authentically working hard and going to the children's hospital, but it is documented very well by some professionals. He has a camera crew everywhere he goes. <laughs> Not his iPhone. <laughs> no, he has a camera crew, right? Cause look, I love the Metropolitan grill, but that was a thing. Like my buddy was a bartender. like, he comes in after every game and like, even if he didn't eat, he would still come in and be like, go Hawks, but always had his camera crew with him. So I'm like, right. The dude doesn't do anything without that camera crew. And it also like, even this year at the Super Bowl, I remember sitting there in between rounds of wings. And I was like, why the f is our quarterback just sitting with the commissioner? And like, Uh like nobody else is with him. He didn't like, we weren't even that good this year. It just seems odd. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a uh, and aren't the Broncos having some sort of like ownership issue? Because like Kanye is trying to buy him. I hope Kanye buys it. God, oh my god, <laughs> that guy. Uh, yeah. sorry, but the yeah, I'm just like the, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I was, <laughs> it, the the way that he's become off the field and this larger than life personality and all his things. Like, I'll be interesting to see how that's received in a new locker room, right? And, like, even in our locker in the Seahawks locker room, there's a lot of young guys. There's a lot of turnover. Like, maybe they saw him spouting off about the stuff. Maybe they like future exactly. Like, you're, you know what I mean? If you're a 21 year old at some college, you don't know you're going to be playing for the Seahawks. You bump future like all the time. And, like, and it's like, we don't listen to future. Who's this guy? Jesus freak eating up a salary cap hanging sierra like you know i don't know how he's received by young people coming onto the seahawks i don't know how he's going to be received as the new guy in denver it's an interesting personality and those locker room charisma fits are so you know delicate sometimes i think oh jesus christ what (laughs) 
Somebody, our buddy Sean just sent me a picture. It's obviously fake, but it said Seahawks coach Pete Carroll just put a bullet in the head of mascot Blitz. <laughs> oh, no. Like, you if we get rid of Blitz, then, then, then you've crossed the line with me, Seahawks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, we're retooling everything. Blitz, you're out. Like, no, wait, wait, we're not getting rid of the mascot. Like, he's the fucking mascot. <laughs> I think, too, though, like, in, you're right. The, so we heard some ex-players say that Pete Carroll kind of got, like, they got tired of his rah-rah stuff. But you're right. He's got a bunch of younger dudes. He can fire them back up. I don't think it's that odd on a football team that the offense and defense don't really intermix a ton. So I don't know mm-hmm. how much of that stuff Russell's always saying got to the defensive guys. You know, it's mm-hmm. kind of like, like in Baltimore back in the day, like Flacco was the quarterback. It was Ray Lewis's team, but even Flacco was like, yeah, I, I don't know. He was always screaming at us. I didn't listen all the time. It's like, yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, so I, I think when he gets to Denver, oh my God, like he, he's going to rejuvenate. Like they're going to be pumped to have him. And he's so positive. Like, they're like, you know what? I'm in. And, yeah. and that's, he'll get people to buy in. Now we got to get Pete to make sure these young guys for the Seahawks buy in. And then, I don't know, man. I guess I guess right now it's Geno Smith or uh, or Drew Locke. I'm like, all right, could be yeah. other quarterbacks out there. There could be. Yeah, we don't know a lot's going to happen between now and opening day, and it's going to be a really exciting thing. I was just thinking the other day, like, man, this NFL offseason coverage is just so overhyped and blown out of proportion. Like it's March. Who cares about the NFL? <laughs> and they're talking about the combine or something like. This is nonsense. You don't need to pay attention to the NFL this time of year. And now, like, what is going to happen between now and training camp? Like, they coming for the entire f-ing summer, dude. Like, what the f-? Dude, Sorry. and you're right. And I'm the worst at it because I bitch all the time. Like, I love the NFL, but I'm tired that it's trying to become like the only sport we talk about. 12-month league, yeah. And then today, like, I felt like El Prez from Barstool. we like, emergency podcast. We're just talking Seahawks stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then you talk like, to me and you're like, and you're like, like cop, cop cop sick. Sick. I'm like, oh, dude, <laughs> <laughs> cop sick, and I, I literally go, cop, don't sweat it. If you're sick, I know you're sick. And I was like, Matt and I are just gonna talk some Seahawks stuff. I mean, like, I, I don't know. It has been a long time since something has happened in sports. For like all day, it was kind of like, holy shit, like, I can't all believe day. this happened. What a crazy all, day. All like, day. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, like, let's ask this. Like, does Tyler Lockett next? Or do you think he stays? He, he could be. I heard the rumor mill about him. And I was like, man, that'd be crazy. And then it was like, for real, though, Bobby Wagner is gone. And I was like, what, dude? And I just imagine Pete and John at Seahawks headquarters at the VMAC just blast and destroy everything by hate breed, ripping jerseys off the wall, throwing trophies across the room. Like, we're running it back with the young group. Let's go. <laughs> right? They're both shirtless, like. They got DK in the office. Like, <laughs> trust me, the slant is coming through you, son. Like, You're in charge now. Where's Jamal at? How's that shoulder coming along? Right? Forget those foursomes. You're having fivesomes now. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it'll be <laughs> it'll be good. Pete's good with that crew. He's like, that's what he did best with the Hawks, as we did best at USC. This team was getting old. They they hadn't gotten results as Pete as Bobby and Russ were aging out and the rest of the team was falling off and Marshawn and uh you know the Legion of Boom 
And so, yeah, let's see what he does with the young guys. Last time this happened, you know, last time I was like, well, you guys are doing what? Are you kidding me? They had just signed Matt Flynn to a big deal. And I was like, who the hell is Russell Wilson? Because yeah. he was announced as the starter. And I was like, what? And it's not as big as today when I was like, what, dude? But it, it was a similar thing, right? It's like that's and that led to what we loved about the Seahawks. So I'm really optimistic. That this will be a thing that works out well for both sides. Like you said, with Russ and Denver, I think he's going to be okay. well received. So obviously we like Seahawks. We like Russell Wilson as a player and stuff. So what are your feelings? Like I'm torn. Like, I don't think we should boo him. I don't think it's weird if people wear a Russell Wilson Jersey to a game, but do we want him to play for like another seven or eight years? Cause I mean, right now I think he's still got what four to five years of his prime left. Could be. Yeah. I mean, so I think he'll have another four to five years of prime in Denver. I think it'll rejuvenate him. And, you know, you see these guys are able to play later at a high level. LeBron, Brady, Rogers, right? Like he's, he's got all the same trainers and stuff and knows what he's doing with taking care of his body and like is put, is going to put in the work to be one of those type of guys. And like I said, I think it was getting a little stale with him and Pete and, you know, is is it's going to be a good change of scenery for him. And Pete's got a project before he retires. <laughs> like he's no longer thinking about what am I going to do after this? It's like, damn, I got to get these young bucks going. And that's I his mean, element. Yeah. And it never works well, but I feel like. Oh, uh, uh, what's the what's the pregame sh- or the, the training camp show they do on HBO oh, or not? Like I would this never want it for year. my team, but I this feel year. like now. Like yeah. Seahawks, like this is gonna this camp is gonna be interesting. Like you that would be just sign on. That would be awesome. Man, if we get we're getting drive to survive this week, and then if it was like Seahawks training, Seahawks hard knocks, and then it's like I know PGA is coming out on Netflix next year. Like this would be the best year in TV history for me. <laughs> Come on, HBO, make it happen. Dude, you know what's so funny is like by the end of the summer, right? Like it's like August, it's hot, and I'm like excited for football. Like hard knocks, like I just like watching it. But I tried the other night. I was like, I never. They did an in season one this year with the Colts. Oh yeah. I was like, let me check this out. But it's like to me, like hearing the music for hard knocks was like listening to country music or uh, Christmas music, like out of season. I was like, ah, this music usually gets me real fired up and excited. I'm like, I can't. I can't watch this after the season. I gotta, I gotta <laughs> want it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know that's a true it's story, man. It's so oh, true. Right. Sunday, uh, Sunday evening, I was like, oh, I'll watch this. I was like, what am I doing? Hard knocks is for August. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like paying attention to the hawk, like, yeah, it's generally uh, a seasonal thing for me. Like, and this year, going to be different man it's just going to be different but i don't think you need to start watching hard knocks i can't see that going well in uh in march like because there's nothing to look forward to you know how that team finished correct right there's no there's no right there's no like oh i wonder what they're going to do it's like i already know how this ends right i mean and you're rooting for the hard knocks team in august to just finish at 500 that's like a huge thing. You know what I mean? Like if you found yeah. that out 
come December, you would be like, dude, hell yeah. Go Jacksonville. That's what's up. Right. Like, um, cause you wouldn't have paid attention to them all year. Right. But you watch hard knocks and you're like, I don't care. And then the season goes by, but if you look back and like, that's what a, a hard knocks team should be. Like, what's the data on like when the last time a hard knocks team actually finished the season at 500. I'd love to look that stat up. I mean, right, I it feels like a good bar. The last couple of years, right. have been like the Cowboys and the Rams. So they've done well, but like, I don't know that a hard knocks team has ever won a Super Bowl the following year because they used they did the Rams two years ago. Yeah, because that was the height of COVID stuff. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, because yeah, Jet right because golf was still on the team. Okay. Yeah, I didn't watch that season. I was just in the lost year. That makes sense. <laughs> 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 Got it. Oh, I mean, look, that's the other thing with, with, with all the COVID stuff, like people forget, like there was nothing like, mm-hmm. you know, like, I don't like, right, I feel like it made me like NFL more when it finally showed back up. <laughs> yeah. Like at least we can do this on Sundays, even though there's not fans there, at least it feels normal. Yeah. Yeah. The NFL was a big, big deal getting that back and. Yeah, I came out of it an F1 fan, too. So thank you. I'm getting really excited for this season. Yeah, same with me, right? Like, if it hadn't, like, I don't know that I ever really started watching F1, but then it's like, well, I'll watch this show. And there was already, like, what, two seasons in the tank? And I was like, oh, nice. Yeah. You know what else it was, too, was F1 was doing, like, they had the, like, it was, like, fake races or something. So I started watching those because they were like the first thing on, like the drivers were just like in their car or like their simulators. And I was like, all right. And then, yeah, I found Drive to Survive. And then I was like, oh, man, now I'm in. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's very exciting. So, <sighs> <sighs> yeah, <laughs> Emerge- emergency podcast, no I- just Seahawks stuff. And that I would always remind people, too, it's tough. I tweeted this out earlier today. Like, remember. Number one, it is a business. Like as much as it matters to us and every city where you have an NFL team, it is a business. And number two is like sometimes like, and I've learned this from soccer, it's just easier to cheer for the logo on the front and not the name <laughs> on the back. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, I mean, look, if I, right, if it was up to us, right, Russell Wilson would be still throwing passes to Luke Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Yeah, I've come to find out over the years, I would not make a good GM. I don't know oh, what I'm doing. With that's the other personnel. thing. You feel like a fucking moron. Like last <laughs> week in the office, I was like, no, 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 man. He's not going anywhere this time. You can bet on it. It's like, nope. Turns out you were wrong, Ted. <clears throat> yeah, I did feel a little bit more secure this season, this offseason and last offseason. And that's what happens when you let your guard down, man. Tell you what. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it also just goes to prove like yeah sports are just sports and i don't you know there's there's a you know that's something i would say too right like i like sports i i still listen to you know sports shows all the time. i watch get up for a little bit almost every morning i'd remind people too if you listen to sports stations i have some friends that work out i'm like they also have to have like takes and stuff Sometimes people need to chill out too. Like they're just kind of doing their job too. Cause like at the end, like nobody really knows. Nobody's in those inner circles. 
Right. Yeah, it's it's an interesting uh interesting circus that surrounds I guess sports in general, but particularly the NFL. Right? It's like at this time of year, there's just so much BS rumors going out, you know, and like you know, Schefter gets a thing or two wrong every every year, it feels like. Right. So yeah. there are these like false writing, like this has to tell me this is gonna be a fake thing. Tell me this is gonna get disproven like this can't be and i was just like in shock all day i was like man i wonder how many like pauses will be on this podcast where we're just because like i'm still in shock man it is i will say two good things so far number one at least as seahawks fans we have a reason to watch the first goddamn round of the draft <laughs> like i was already talking to mike today i was like dude this might be it like let's just stay after work crack a beer at work and watch you see who they draft. And then number two is the tailgates next year are going to be lit. Like if the Ooh. team's not that good, nobody's worried about kickoff. Like those tailgates are going to be going down, man. They're going to be the main attraction. All maybe right. Potentially. Like, listen, I'm, I'm a Maryland football fan. I'm used to good tailgates with bad football teams. <laughs> you guys have a great Freight all the makings for for some great tailgates this year, Seahawks fans. Let me tell you, right? Stay like home, twelves. But Seahawks fans, you're gonna have great parties. <laughs> I will say the harshest part is just gonna be. I think the rest of the country has had a lot of fun with like, God, you Seahawks fans are obnoxious, so now they're gonna be so pumped. Yeah, yeah, no, it it. You know, I would say that we're not the most popular fan base. That's for sure. Um, no. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a good opportunity for them to reinvent themselves, and you know we'll see what see what they come up with. But uh, yeah, I'd, at this point, you know, I was kind of like you. I was like, well, if they brought if they didn't fire Pete after this season, then they're not going to fire Pete right now. They're not going to get rid of Russ and have Pete at like 70, whatever orchestrate this big rebuild. And you know what I mean? And it's like, yes, the hell they did. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that goes my theory again, not a good GM over here. (laughs) Well, that's the other thing too, right? Like the Seahawks traditionally draft garbage, but also as wrong as I was about this Russell thing, like who knows, maybe, maybe, Maybe like Pete Carroll is a mastermind. Like a year or two, they're just like kicking ass again. It's like, all right. I was look. I hope I'm wrong about yeah. Pete Carroll. I hope yeah. I am. These last eight years since they picked up Wagner and Sherman, Thomas and Wilson and Chancellor in the same two drafts or whatever, have all just been a fluke. <laughs> it's like they seem to not be drafting super well, and their free agency splashes are a little questionable too. <laughs> like. They hit, yeah. they miss, but it's not, it's not that 2020, 2009, 2010 draft magic or whatever it was right through, or through 2010 to 2012, that those few years where they just like assembled that massive roster in like, seemed like a blink of an eye. It was like, who the hell is this? But like, now the table's set for something like that to happen again. Maybe yeah, I'm naive, I- but... <laughs> I was going to say, I just hope they open up the offense more because right now they're just, I feel like the day and age of the <clears throat> defensive minded head coach is kind of out the window, right? It's mm-hmm. like when you look at all the big teams, it's all pretty offensive minded coaches, you know, and like you're getting in new guys, they're going to want to do stuff. 
Yeah. Like, so, yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know how much Pete Carroll had to sell the ownership group, but I, I hope somewhere they're sitting in a room and he's just like, we're blowing it up and we are redoing, like, we'll keep the same energy. We're always going to compete. But like, we're switching up. Like, we're going to do this now. We're going to do that now. Like, we're blowing everything up, our schemes and this and that. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you're going to have a side on the fence, side of the fence, like, really set up shop there. And that's what they did. It's the side of the fence that says rebuild. <laughs> They're firmly <laughs> getting comfortable there and <laughs> trying to build a home. So, um, <laughs> I feel like we have an old fence. They're like, it's not the worst. It could be replaced, but it still does its job. And like, I don't know, some massive dog or like some kid on a four wheeler just trucked through our fence. And we're like, oh yeah, we're we're just rebuilding it all now. <laughs> we thought it could hold up for posts a couple. Out. Yeah, right. We thought it could hold up, but the neighbor kid just came firing through on his four wheeler. The fence is it's got a hole in it. We're we're redoing everything. <laughs> Uh, all right, you know what? We get to, you. Let's see what's what what's maddening. Like we can still hear about your weekend, though. Hey, hey what's good? What's maddening? Uh, before we get to what's maddening. Hey, hey what's good? What's maddening? Check out what's maddening. Hey, what's good? What's maddening? Uh, before we get to what's maddening. Hey, what's good? What's maddening? Check out what's maddening. Okay. <laughs> On the weekend, uh, let's see, it started on Thursday, uh, and because that was when Ghost was in Anaheim. So, oh, that's where you were. I saw yeah. those pictures of you and your girl, and I was like, Ghost is playing in Palm Springs. All right, <laughs> yeah, we had to drive a little bit. <laughs> How far um, is Anaheim from you? Two hours. All right, not too bad. Um, it's it's worth it. Um, and they, I mean, they made it worth it, right? Like we knew it's like, it's, we're going to go drive that far for ghost for sure. Um, and they made it worth it. It was such a killer show. I mean, if you were there at climate pledge, a few months back, it was the exact same set list. They didn't play the new song twenties that like was released online the day before the show. I was like, we're going to get a live debut tonight. We did not <laughs> we didn't get call me a little sunshine either. I honestly, I was not, I had a few gripes about the playlist, Ted, but the stage show was great. All right. All right. Uh, Tobias is so, so good with the crowd and so good on stage. And they have such an awesome production and it's such a fun spectacle. And like the first time I saw them, Ted was El Corazon. Yeah, I remember. And then I was seeing them where the Anaheim Ducks play. Like it was just a crazy thing. And they came, do you remember the day they came by the station? I did. Yeah, I got myself in a little bit of trouble that day. <laughs> someone, someone had a comment about me bringing a guest. <laughs> oh, really? You, you hipped me to it. You're like, don't do that again. That was unprofessional. Like, you're fine. But <laughs> I was like, oh, whatever. It's rock and roll, baby. Uh... <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I mainly I, remember. I didn't know they like, were going to start doing shots, Ted. Right, you and Taryn and Castle have been about that band forever. I was like, I don't know, man. They look like some creeps to me. Yeah, <laughs> they came by. I think that was like 2015 or 2014 or something. And like, 
I saw him at El Corazon. I drove down to Portland to see him the next night and they came up to the station. They did an acoustic performance. It's like, it's still on YouTube. I'm pretty sure. Um, uh, and, uh, they were just like so cool. And Tobias was unmasked. Like I saw him, but I saw who it was without the mask, like before everybody know, knew who he is. And he's on the cover of magazines unmasked now and stuff. But, um, yeah, it's just a wild journey. And back then he was talking about his vision and like, well, you know, we got to work, work our way up to theaters and then we can get into the arenas. And that's where the real fun begins, because that's where the pyro really comes comes into play. And, you know, you have a little bit different, bit bigger catalog to work with. And, you know, he like he had this all in vision. He's like, yeah, I got a couple album ideas and, and kind of have these loose concepts, you know, and it's like he's just done exactly what he said he was going to and i'm just some idiot up in the club level right like i'm just watching but like it was so cool to i saw him in vegas at this like mid-sized venue they put like two hours that night with no opener that's why i always have gripes with their set list every time i've seen them since because they always have openers and it's like of course they can't fit all the songs you want to hear in dude <laughs> matt don't be that fan all right they're never, they're never going to please you with a set list. I know. So I'm that guy. Um, and, you know, I just try and I have a lot of fun with it. Um, and I'm really excited for their new album that comes out on Friday. Get this, Ted. I've been really excited about this new album from Ghost. I was reading the interview with Tobias Forge about it today, Metal Hammer. And he's like, you know, it's all about the f- empires, the rise and fall of empires. You know, it's kind of a thematic el- uh, album and i was like rise and fall of empires huh what a time to be talking about that and then espn like there goes russell wilson i was just like gotta be kidding me dude (laughs) (laughs) you know what else is bad i can't hear the term empire now without thinking about 50 yeah right (laughs) i figured (laughs) um so yeah, uh, shout out to Ghost. Uh, love those guys and uh, great stage show. I hope they come back after the album's out and do a tour with no uh, openers and do do the long set that we deserve. Um, <laughs> do you stay so in An- Anaheim or did you come back that night? No, I had work the next morning at seven, which I had Ooh. to wake up at like five thirty-four. I got four hours of sleep, and then my first two clients didn't show up. So. Oh. Uh, <laughs> you know what man like look i get it like but i mean i have sent an email before at like midnight to my trainer like hey i'm not gonna be there in the morning right because i'm like at least give them some notice yeah uh yeah the, yeah the, they could they didn't know the night before in both cases you know i've i've heard both stories since it's fine but yeah it was i was just laughing it's like what else can you do but it's one of those things dude like especially after covid I was so amped up anyways, after having just seen one of my favorite bands and like a bunch of awesome live music, you know, it was like, it was, it was great. It was invigorating. So, um, yeah, I felt really good that day, <laughs> despite being able to have stayed in bed and for an extra two plus hours in hindsight. <laughs> um, and then Saturday I got a text from our buddy, Josh saying, Hey, do you want to, oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, I'm in Yuma. Do you want to, but I'm going to fly out of Palm Springs. Um, so I think I'll be in Palm Springs tomorrow. You want to hang out tomorrow? And I was like, awesome. Yep. Sure do. 
And he's like, great. You want to pick me up from Yuma tomorrow? <laughs> I was like, dude, I've made that drive before. It's like two, two and a half hours, maybe. Right. It's not, All it's right, not that's too not bad. Terrible. It's not too bad. And there's beautiful blue skies and you just, there's not a lot of cars and it's like, it's nice right along the Mexican border, most of the way. And, you know, it was just a gorgeous drive. And then you get to see Josh at the end of it. And our friend, Dom Marie, her husband, Barry, right. Who lived out there. That's who he was visiting. I was going to say, I know exactly what they were doing in Yuma. Yeah. Right. And so, uh, so then, uh, yeah, it was, it was definitely a worthwhile road trip. Right. Cause then on the way back, you get all this bonus time with your best friend, Josh. You, if, if you've listened to the podcast for a while, he's one of the guys I went to Amsterdam with. He goes to melt summer meltdown with us. Um, he's uh, at a lot of the parties that we talk about going to the Halloween party every year. And just one of the crew um, yeah. that I'm particularly close with, you know, cause everybody in the crew, it's a big enough thing where it's like, there's individual relationships inside of it. And yeah, that's a great crew, sure. but Josh is right up there for me. He's a great dude. So I was stoked. My girlfriend loves him just as much as I do. So she was stoked. Great drive back. Took him into Palm Springs. You know, he's not smoking weed at the moment. And I was like, don't care, dude. You got to see the 420 bank. Like, it's so <laughs> right, lit. Exactly. It's so I mean, look, sick. If you don't, like, you don't drink, but we're still, if we're, if I'm in a town, like, dude, we're going to this bar. You got to check That's it out. Exactly what I said. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. Like, <laughs> we're gonna get dinner afterwards, right? If the tables were turning, we were in some whack ass city that didn't have a weed lounge, and you're like, we're going to drinks to this place. And I'm like, all right, whatever, I'll get a Shirley Temple. Like, so yeah. <laughs> he was game, he was very, he, he had a good time checking it out because, like I said, we went to Amsterdam together so we could smoke indoors in, in legal places, right? And I was like, yeah. check it out, we got it here too, man. So <laughs> we had a good time with that. Uh, went and got some Mexican food and uh, some uh, Dole Whip. And then, uh, yeah, he flew out the next morning. So I had to work the next morning and kind of said goodbye as I was leaving. But uh, it was a great weekend. You know, seeing Where'd you Joseph. get a Dole Whip? I thought that was just a Disney Park thing. Oh, there's a spot here with uh, all the flavors of Dole Whip. And like, no kidding. you know the popping, popping boba, Ted? Do you get at some of those froyo places? Those like bubbles, those like All little right. juice bubbles. All right. And the toppings that they have at the like froyo right. places, they have like nine flavors of those and all the flavors of Dole Whip and in the same establishment, Monster Shakes in Palm Springs. If you're ever down here, check them out. They're great. The owner, Anthony, is a super cool guy. And uh, I love Monster Shake. So we, we just kind of showed him the spot, right? Like Las Casuelas is like our go-to Mexican joint in downtown. Uh, 420 Bank started it off. Monster Shakes is just like outrageous milkshakes and like all the flavors of Dole Whip and all the pop and boba. And I was just like, man, we got a cool ass little town here. It's fun to show someone else it. You know what I mean? Like, Jesus, just me and Tyler running around doing all the same shit over and over again. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> I have someone else here right but, well i should mention you mentioned the the manager's name was anthony i did like a thing to the station anthony's restaurants were having like this like friday night it's like a contest you got to slurp 12 oysters with no hands right uh-huh. so like i'm doing the commercials i go over for that but then they were like uh you know like you do the contest like well you know well you know you can have dinner too now, it was one of the best dinners i've had in a long time 
and we were down on the waterfront. You know me, Pier 66. I had a Pier 66 Mai Tai. I mean, I was living it up. I was like, this is freaking awesome, man. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's I already had that so written fun. down, but when you said Anthony, it's like, I had to give Anthony some love. So oh, I was like, man. man their, their food, I mean, I was blown away. And I, yeah. I just hadn't been to an Anthony's in forever. I used to have a buddy that was the GM or like head chef over at uh, at Ivers. So I would go to Ivers on the waterfront, the Acres of Clams. But I'm like, man, that that Anthony's experience was great, man. Got I, it going on. Yeah. I'm, I'm going back. Yeah. <laughs> They're great. <laughs> I mean, like, you know me, I'm making friends with Ari, the GM. He's like, here's my card. And I'm like, all right, the problem is I'm coming back. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> dude. It is. So I was talking about it last week there. It's, it's fine to make friends with people while they're on the job. Right. Like, yeah. Cause it's kind of nice. Sometimes they got personally, let you know what's going on. But oh, this is one other thing. So on Sunday, we had scheduled to go up into the, it's called the high desert. It's up above Joshua Tree. Um, and there's a place that does a, it's like you go into like a, a zit den or a hut or something, and they do a sound bath. And we had a All sound right. bath re- reservation, which we were really excited about. We'd never done, but it's just something for us too to do because we're down here alone. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. if, the other option is go see Josh. We know what we're doing, right? But so I email, I got took a bong rip. I emailed the sound bath people and gave them a quick little rundown of our situation and like very chill, very conversational, very high type language, right? And they emailed me back and like, hey, don't worry about it. We refunded you since you're local. We'll hope you see you back soon. <laughs> the website said no refunds, but because I was like, hey, we just moved here. We'll be back. I just want to let you know if you can get it filled. Great. If we can get on a list to come back, you know. But uh, yeah, I got my first like local hookup since I've been down here. And they're like, yeah, we refunded it. Don't worry about it. I know the website says no refunds, but that's just for tourists, dog. You're one of Don't, us. Hassle, don't <laughs> hassle me. I'm local. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that'll do it for us tonight. Uh, we'll be back next week. Hopefully, Kyle will be healed up. He'll be back. Uh, Seahawks fans, go Hawks! Go Hawks! <laughs> right, go Hawks! We're not getting off this. We're not getting off this train. We're still Hawks fans. <laughs> still saying, <laughs> right? Exactly. And hey, remember, you got something to look forward to. It's called a first round draft pick. It's been a couple of years, so have fun on a Thursday night. Oh, also, public service announcement: uh, a reminder for St. Patty's Day. It's Patty with two D's, not two T's. If you say St. Patty's, I had to call out my own cousin, Smith Family Popcorn. I was like, hey, Pat, it's two D's, not two T's. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, our, our, our buddy in, uh, in Northern Ireland hit me up and he was like, this is triggering for me. And I was like, all right, I'll text my cousin right now. So thanks for the shout out, Ron. <laughs> uh, all right, there you go. There's another episode. Uh, well, for MCTP, I'm the Ted Smith. This is the podcast. Cheers.